Now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. If you ever, in the run of the year, wanted to notice a line drawn in that sand, as it were, it's certainly Ash Wednesday. Everybody's aware of it, everyone asks about it, and everyone comes or joins in spirit from afar. And that matter of this is the time is crucial because there are two times in which we do think, can do things. Immediately and never. And so to be told that now is the time is an enormous help. To have a start, to be told that. Because so many times we're thinking, dreaming, vaguely planning, but we never get two things. We're so busy, overworked, we always meant to go on retreat. Well, if you want to retreat, it's called Lent. And it's in every Catholic church, and it starts right now, and here we are. You and I need God, but at times we may have forgotten God or walked away. But then again, conversion and genuine change of heart and repentance are at the very heart of what Ash Wednesday is all about. And here we are together now. We can sometimes feel isolated. We did so before COVID, but with COVID that way with a vengeance, it's even worse. And we know we need more than just ourselves. Well, it's called the church and it's the body of Christ, and here we are together. Here we are. It can be easy in this life when we see how much we have left to do and little we've done to catastrophize, but that's not true at all thanks to all the helps that the Catholic faith gives us in the spiritual life. For instance, you'd say, how could you ever learn to pray? Well, easy. Each of the Psalms is a prayer. Even a couplet from the Psalm, a Psalm that resonates with your heart on a given day, is a prayer and aspiration to pray all day long. They sort of wire our hearts for sound, as it were. Have mercy on me, O God, in your kindness, Psalm 51. In the greatness of your compassion, blot out my offense. What a marvelous Psalm to learn and to have to hand and a glorious prayer that fits this day and really every day. How some people ask, and we all at one point or another ask, how can we approach God? We've faults, we've been wrong, we're sinners. Well, over there is Simon. And Simon abandoned Christ when he needed him most and indeed denied him several times. And yet he's become Saint Peter and the rock of the church. And over here is uh, Saul. And Saul was the great persecutor of the church. People were afraid to be in touch with him. And yet, he has become St. Paul, the greatest missionary in the church's history, and the apostle to the Gentiles. And uh, his books, his letters, are the books in great number of the New Testament. The Acts of the Apostles, the fifth book of the New Testament, is about St. Peter and St. Paul. It starts with the Holy Spirit. That's what energized them. And if I could give you an honest warning, the Holy Spirit is after each of you and after me as well to make us all saints. And this is the beginning. Wholeheartedly to repent, 
and to ask God's help, as they did and we do, despite our sins and despite our faults, to start anew, and indeed with God's help, to change, to change our lives. How, you ask, will we ever learn of the spiritual life well enough? We didn't have this or CCD or education. Yes, but we all have. Think of the chapel that Father Kelly has there, this, of the, the uh, women doctors of the church over there in the new building, and the women doctors. Think of Teresa and Therese, and they're teaching us to pray. Think of the imitation of Christ. Think of St. Francis de Sales, the great spiritual director in the history of the church. Think of St. Augustine, St. Augustine's Confessions. What book central to any Lent? What better than that? Taking us on his path of conversion and leading us on to ours. And then above all, Mass every Sunday and Mass, if we can, every day. And Scripture and the Lord's body and the Lord's blood. What could possibly be greater treasure than that? We start Lent off today with ashes. But no other day in the whole course of the year do we do that. We take to, 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 uh, to heart our Lord's words in today's gospel, that this is the exception that proves the rule. Well, with what our Lord says, why do we even allow ourselves this exception? Well, I'll give you my plausibility argument, but at the bottom of the aisle, I'd love to hear yours. And mine would be this, that when we see other people, we often intuit things to them which aren't there, People are trying to keep a stiff upper lip, a good facade. They may have all kinds of troubles and difficulties beside that stern look. They may be someone shy and they seem reserved, they seem distant, they're simply shy. We interpret all kinds of false motives, don't you think, at times? And so here together we can come together, no matter how unspiritual you might think any one of us be, today we come together shoulder to shoulder. To vaunt our virtues, not at all but to say that we're sinners and we need God. And for that one great help to do it corporately as the church in the body of Christ, we do it together now. I'd like to suggest a reading which begins the office, the breviary, the office of readings today. It's from the prophet Isaiah, often called the fifth gospel, Isaiah, and it's the 58th chapter. And it talks about the kind of fast and sacrifice that the Lord wants. And it points out, as to echo today's gospel, that it's not simply the imposition of ashes or a particular practice, but it must include the whole of life so we transform each other and the world as well. This is the manner of fasting I wish that a man bow his head like a reed and lie in sackcloth and ashes. You call this a fast acceptable to the Lord? This rather is the fast I wish, it says in the 58th chapter of the prophet Isaiah, releasing those bound unjustly, untying the thongs of the yoke, setting free the oppressed, sharing your bread with the hungry, sheltering the oppressed and the homeless, clothing the naked when you see them, not turning your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn. Your wound shall quickly be healed. Your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am, if you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted. Then light shall rise for you in the darkness, 
and the glory of the Lord will become for you like the midday. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.